ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Wayne. Ah, no Joey D, so someone's got to do it for Wednesday. All right. But run, uh, not running the boards is me, but also the show's name say BJ Shea. He's right over there. Yes, I am. Uh, Vicky screwed me up with that Wednesday. Sorry. On today's show, we will get comic book talk from BJ, catch up on everything he's reading. Mm-hmm. We will definitely talk about Loki because, Us. well, I mean, that's what we've been doing the last few weeks. And I will actually also talk about what the Simpsons have done with the Loki-verse. What? Oh, right. Yeah, it's very interesting what they've done. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgignition.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcast, and more. Or just search for BJ Shakes Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yeah, so many ways to get a hold of us. Uh, contact us via social media, via email, but definitely Definitely listen to us because, well, my fragile ego needs it. And uh, let's get right into comic book cha- uh, chalk, chalk, yeah, chat and talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a train wreck, but uh, lots of stuff happens on New Comic Book Day. And BJ, what have you been reading? Well, I've been reading, of course, the world's greatest comic magazine, who's celebrating. How about this? Sixty years of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, oh they, my gosh, yeah. They got a really cool uh, 60 Years logo on uh, the latest issue, number 33. Uh, and uh, also, it's funny, I mean, you, mu- you must be a prognosticator, sir, because uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about that uh, very antagonistic relationship between T'Challa and Namor. Yeah. And uh, boy, do they not show up in this issue. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> not the greatest of friends. No, um, no, no, no. Not even frenemies at that point. But you're like, okay, well, why, uh, why are they together? And also the Fantastic Four, what's happening? Well, it's because Dr. Doom is getting married, and this is The Bride of Doom, part two. Um, Is it Sue Storm? No. Oh. No. Okay, uh, then, then this is going to be very interesting. Yes, it's his, uh, it's his Herald, as he calls her. She's a defender. Uh, she's got lots of superpowered ability, and uh, she, her name is Victorious. And, um, nah. she, so, uh, and she comes from, uh, and I can't remember the name of the land, but it's not, it's, it is not. Um, Latveria? It's, uh, it's not Latveria, but it's like the, a competing country of Latveria, where like Latverians don't want you know, people like her from her country really you know, sort of re- ruling their country and vice versa. A little, not, you know, a little love, not uh, a little, not a lot of love lost between the two countries, but he's sort of bringing them together by marrying Victorious. Uh, so it's kind of like one of those oh, things. Oh, like the old school stuff. So that's happening. It's not a marriage of love. He, you know, is, is, it, though I think that he's got a ton of respect for her and thinks she's amazing and she's got a ton of respect for him and thinks he's amazing. So this wedding should go so well because they uh, read and, and, and Dr. Doom had a bet, and uh, the bet was interesting. Simcarian? Yeah, Simcaria. Yeah, or there Simcaria. we go. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's been Spider-Man's been hanging around Simcaria with some characters as well. Uh, so there's a lot of political intrigue involved with this. But uh, Reed and Doctor Doom had a bet, and the bet was is that if uh, basically Reed lost in this little competition that they had, that he would have to be Doctor Doom's best man. <laughs> 
And Reed's like, what? Why would you? Why? Okay. Because it's all Dr. Doom wants. Is he yeah. just wants to one-up Reed Richards. It's like the entire basis of their dynamic. Well, also he wants to kill him. Oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's there too. <laughs> uh, but then, of course, you know, I mean, yeah. but Reed's like, okay, but if we come here, uh, you can't try to kill us. And you need to, I mean, be your best man means you're like, you want to, what the hell? And, and Doom's like, no, you know what, dude? Uh, Sirius burying the hatchet here. And he did. He went and he basically went to all of his robots and all of his all of his technicians and said, you know, uh, we're going to stop the Fantastic Four, kill them uh, protocols. And they're like, what? Oh, yeah. What about all your plans? You got all these secret plans we're still working on. Yeah, we'll purge the software. We're not going to try to kill him anymore. Wow. Reed's my best man. And so how great is that? I mean, it was really like they, nobody believed huh. it. And Sue's like, do you trust him? It. Ben's like, do you trust him? And <laughs> Doom was really like he's good to his word. And, and wow. actually they went there peacefully. I mean, you would think there's nothing that can screw this up. It's not like, I don't know, Johnny Storm would sleep with the bride before the wedding, would he? Johnny Storm slept with the bride, didn't he? Well, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. But they were just sleeping, right? It was a nap. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Big it was spoon, a little spoon. Well, it was a bouncy nap. I'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, 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 Johnny. Wow. Oh, by the way, Johnny has a soulmate. Like, she came from another dimension y world thing, and they really are soulmates. And so she, I mean, how about you're a soulmate and you have these little devices on you and you can feel the mood and everything that your other soulmate's going through? So uh, she kind of. I knew he was cheating on her with Dr. Doom's wife to be. This was, this was, you know what? This wasn't good for anybody. No, it's not good for the old hothead to do something like that. So, of course, Doom's pissed, and therefore all the death protocols are back on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All all the goodwill's off at that point. Reed's like, we didn't bring any weapons. You said you would do it, Doom. He goes, your stupid brother in law swept with my (laughs) wife. What do you want me to do? And even even Reed's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do about that? And, you know, Ben's like, everybody's just like, but of course, and Sue is like, God dang it, Johnny! Of all the you, uh, so uh, yeah, that's oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, so that's what's going on in the world of Fantastic Four. Celebrate sixty years by having some good old fashioned f up the wedding plans. Goodness gracious, there's some family dysfunction right there. If oh, there's anything, yeah. So, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. So this is uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So you got you got to love that. Uh, finally, got a new uh, issue of Oblivion Song. That's the Robert Kirkman book where you got these Cthulian horrors oh, trying to yeah. invade the world and. Uh, uh, yeah, they've they've invaded, and it ain't pretty for everybody. Um, and um, whoa, 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 whoa! What? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading this right now. I didn't even read this. Oh God! It said, "Is this the beginning of the end?" As we march towards our final issue, I guess Oblivion Song is coming to an end. Oh, and they're actually announcing it as opposed to The Walking Dead, which just kind of surprised everyone with their final one. No, oh! as well, they march to their final end, does that mean it ends in March? Uh, <laughs> no, like he oh. put the emphasis on yeah, March. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I thought yeah, that's yeah, what. Yeah, well, we're in June. Uh, yeah, Vicky, you may be right. I don't know. Uh, this is an. This is a, you know, it's interesting because this comic is sort of. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's happened. Maybe it's not a good seller. Maybe the uh, the pandemic. Inv- it's been sporadic when it's come out. I think this was like two or three months ago. The the issue before Oblivion Song came. Uh, this latest issue, number thirty one. Um, but that's cool. I mean, I, it feels like it should come to an end. Um, and I, you know, I'd be interesting to. See See if they ever make a series out of this. But if you love Kirkman, I think you're going to love this. And you said this was issue 31? Yes. It looks like, according to the news reports, that it will end at issue 36. So, oh, well, they're marching towards the final issue, aren't they? Yes, they are marching towards it, but I don't think that'll be actually March. 
<laughs> well, if they take every couple of months to come out with it, though, like oh, they've been doing. okay. I don't know. Vicky may be on it. We'll see. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they've been sporadic. You know, I can't really predict, like, is it monthly? Is it bi-monthly? I, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, like, when these issues have been coming out. Um, meanwhile, Spidey, well, uh, boy, there's a... Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, you guys, Spider-Man. do you guys know the chameleon? Are you familiar yeah. with that character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we're getting a little bit of a deep dive into what he's all about, and, the, and, and I, I guess they should because uh, the the story arc is called the Chameleon Conspiracy. So <laughs> wasn't uh, he in the third Spider-Man movie or the second? No, no. was he in one of the I movies think, or is that somebody else? I don't think else? he's ever been in any of the movies. Which one am I thinking of? The one that was the doc or the the professor? Oh, is that uh, oh, the, the lizard? lizard. Oh, yeah. The lizard. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the chameleon <laughs> is more of a pale face kind of. Well, chameleon. But I can see why Vicky thought that because the chameleon can be a lizard. But this is more of like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, this guy is <laughs> he's a chameleon because he can look like anybody. Gotcha. Uh, and so yeah, the, the, and um, boy, it's interesting uh, as we're you know he's we're starting to find out that maybe he's not the only one who's like him. You know, I always said the chameleon was just a dude that yeah. could put on masks, but apparently he looks like he's kind of got some power that allows him to change his form. Oh. Uh, and that, that may have evolved over the years because I, ha- I have forgotten like the origin story of the chameleon, to be honest, if there ever was one. Well, if there wasn't, well, they're making one. Uh, there you right go. Now. Yeah, maybe they're just um, uh, re-upping it now at this point. And uh, I, don't know if, I, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Spidey has a super spy sister named Teresa. There is a, he's got a sister, Teresa Parker. When did that hmm. happen? Yeah, that happened some time ago, actually. Actually, oh, okay, uh, I'm like, no, I did and, not know about and this. I, I forgot all about her. So, uh, and I don't even realize. I'm not sure if she's from another continuum or if she's from this world. And she just found out that Peter was her brother. It has something to do with her their parents being labeled as bad people, like traitors oh, to the country. Jeez, uh, which is why you know that oh, why his yeah, parents yeah. were killed. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a random you know death that happened to uh, Peter's parents. And uh, so anyway, yeah. So that Teresa's he's got a sister. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Um, and and pe- somebody who might remember better than me as to w- whether or not she really is his sister, or is she a clone? She's a scroll. Uh, is she a scroll? I know a few <laughs> weeks back I did a geek sheet about things that you didn't know about Marvel characters' parents, and that apparently back in the day, Peter Parker's parents were actually S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. That might be why they were thought they were criminals, because they were probably... You yeah, know, like spies. disavowed all yes. sorts yeah. of knowledge. So that makes like, sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that one. Because. Yeah, that does. And yeah, that that does exactly sort of, which is why Teresa Parker is trying to figure out what's going on. If she's trying to clear her parents' names, get to truth of it all. Uh, Peter didn't even know she existed. So I don't know. Uh, somebody may know. If you know, put it put it somewhere on our Facebook page in the comments and say this is what's going on, BJ. Because I don't know. Oh yeah, we'd love a, we'd love all that. Yeah, but I mean that's what so, so that's what Spidey's been up to. And then um, also finally, uh, if you haven't. Um if you, for all you Sweet Tooth fans out there, uh, you know, Jeff Lemire has done another book, him and Dustin Wynn. Uh, it's called Ascender, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, they did Descender. And this is a, a nice sort of sequel to the Descender series. But it's all coming full circle. Oh. The world of Descender and the world of Ascender have come into each other finally. Wow. And uh, startling secrets are unveiled. Oh, yes. Ooh, the artwork, it looks it looks really cool. Like, I want to say the Sweet Tooth, so the show was bo- gorgeous. The artwork's a little weird. 
for uh, the comic for, for, uh, for, for Sweet, Sweet Tooth. Tooth. I haven't seen Sweet. I didn't even re- you know. I wouldn't have even known that Sweet Tooth was a comic, except it's based on the Jeff Lemire series. Right. Uh-huh. Jeff Lemire, I know that yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Ascender, right. the artwork looks a lot nicer than Sweet Tooth. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and this is a cool world that if Sweet Tooth has any kind of amazing success, uh, I feel like they might try to do this because it's a wonderful story. It is a story that uh, the the Descender story, and I have to thank I forget our uh, our, our listeners' name, but one of the actually one of the listeners of the Geek Nation sent us a bunch of comic books, and the one they sent me was uh, Descender, and wow. I turned out to love it. I've, right on. Yeah, I was, so I want to really thank uh, that listener who, uh, this was many years ago. It was, yeah, it yeah. was many years ago. But uh, I've really enjoyed the series. Uh, Dustin Wynn, uh, by the way, the artist, you talked about Vicky, the artwork, his his watercolor work is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great story. It is, it is a story about uh, a little boy that's all I'm going to say. It's a story about a little boy, and then it becomes a story about a little girl, and then we're starting to see what happens when this little boy and this little girl finally get to meet. Oh, neat. Okay, and, wow. And that's all I'm going to say, because there's a lot of surprises and cool stuff uh, that's, right, that's yeah, happening, enough, yeah. um, and, I, and I don't want to say anything more than that. Um, there's a great connection between this little boy and this little girl, and um, it, is just, it is just so well done. It really, really is a fantastic situation. Um, and uh, again, it's called uh, Descender is the first series, and we're currently in Ascender, uh, and um, it's on uh, Image, Image Comics, and uh, it's good stuff. It's, it's, it's good stuff, as the little boy is about to meet the little girl, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and there's a lot of great characters in here. I will say you. I will say one of my favorite characters is a drilling robot. Its job is to drill, but you know what? It, it all. It sounds like it, it makes the Hulk sound intelligent. <laughs> Uh, when, <laughs> drill, is his name Driller? I'm picturing Bender uh, with a drill. He, uh, well, his name is Driller. Uh, and, Funny. And Driller has one line. Uh, he's supposed drill. to just be a drilling robot, but instead he ends up doing a lot of killing. And oh. his famous line is, Driller is a real killer. You know, and <laughs> usually that means he's about to do some killing. Uh, and he's not, you know, he's, a, he's not the smartest robot that ever hit, but he's good to have on your side. In a somewhat, somewhat more catchy than it's clobbering time, but yeah. still kind of gives the point. Yeah, across. yeah, Driller is a real killer, you know, and uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. I really really enjoy Descender and Ascender on Image. Awesome, perfect. And uh, now we do have to talk because it is Wednesday. As of right now, the season series finale of Loki is out there, but we are not talking about that. Are we not? No, we are not. Oh. We are talking about the penultimate episode. So if you want to listen to what we have talked about and then go back and watch that one, you can see how we're doing. And then also go and see the finale of Loki on Disney Plus. Loki. Now this one is episode five, which was uh, Journey into Mystery. Which do you know what that is? That was, and I did. I do just because I looked it up. Oh, okay. Because of all the Easter eggs and stuff yeah. out there. But that was the original comic book that yes. Thor and Loki were both in. Yes. Oh. So that, that was a very huge thing. I love that, that title. This yeah. this episode has more Easter 
Easter eggs than Easter weekend. There is so many things yeah. going on in this that uh, I, I was like, oh, I'll just I'll, I'll look up an article that lists all of them and we could talk about that. That'd be like so a two hour podcast. So yeah. um, we can't really do that. But at the end of the season four was the first time or episode four was the first time that we had a chance to get a mid credit scene. And that one was huge because we thought Loki got gacked by the old uh, the, uh, the time. Yeah, the, the time authority. Yeah, yeah the time he authority. Was stun guns. We thought he was purged. Yeah, they thought they got that. Turns out, no. Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of Lokis looking over him. Uh, four, in fact, including boastful Loki. Um, I, did they call him original Loki? Um, classic Loki. Classic, classic Loki, Loki. Yes. Kid Loki, and then alligator, alligator Loki. Who might be my favorite? Good old alligator Loki. Uh, looking at something that looks like uh, maybe an apocalyptic event. Turns out that the little um, uh, purge sticks that they use uh, in order to get rid of people from the timelines doesn't actually disintegrate and kill them. It just puts them at the very end of time. That yep. was an interesting thing for them to do, but it also made sense when they uh, killed the main star of the show. Yes. Like mm-hmm. at the end of that, I was like, that's BS. Turns out it really was. Yeah. Um, they didn't even kill Mobius, which was great. Yes. Like, I really love the fact that they didn't do that. Because the second I, main star of the show, which right? I thought, oh, that sucks. Yeah, because yeah. Owen Wilson is killing it as Mobius. Like, yeah. seriously, like, one of my favorite characters when it comes down to all of this. And every one of these characters have been so good. But, so, boom, we go to the end of the, uh, basically the end of time where it's just a giant dump for... Anything that the TVA has deemed to be uh, a variant that needs to be purged. Well, <laughs> they just kind of dump them there, but then also there's a giant tempest uh, dragon smoke monster named uh, Eliath. Yes. And he's the thing that actually will purge and destroy whatever is out there. So it's just huge remnants of this just wasteland. And of course, Lokis, because what do Lokis do? They survive. They survive. And uh, so we get those Lokis, which was fantastic. Uh, Even in another amazing scene where we got even more Lokis. Yeah, that was was funny. The only fight scene in this episode was one where, well, every single Loki basically betrays each other. Yep. So I just want to what, what how do you guys feel about this episode? I thought it was really cool in story terms um and visually beautiful. Yeah. But it was it was neat to see all those different Lokis but also mm-hmm. progress the story pretty well actually. Yeah. I, I I and I love the I love the deep dive Loki's taking into himself. You can see the growth of he's he's seeing every version of himself and he's just like god this is who I really am. Yeah. You know and and then of course some of the evolved Loki's like the classic Loki kid Loki and, and alligator Loki. <laughs> uh you know you know and boastful Loki's it turns out wasn't as 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 evolved as we thought. No, he's a jerk. Yeah. Uh, Along with uh what is it? President Loki? President yeah. Loki uh, RIP to his hand. Thank you Gary. That that would yeah. be hilarious. I, the, the scream and everything. I'm just cackling like yeah. an idiot. Oh, my God. And I just, even the takeover plans, you know, it's just like, it's just, they couldn't even figure that out. Yeah. They couldn't even get that right because they were betraying each other in the middle of their betrayal. <laughs> um, and it was nice to see that some Lokis 
we're figuring out we probably shouldn't do this to each other. Uh, and uh, that was really cool. Uh, it, 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 it's it, to see him grow mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and to really, which we saw him grow a little bit anyway. Like we went given the opportunity to not stray from the time stream and just live his life the way he did. Yeah. You know, his, the fate of his mother, the, everything that went down, him and his brother, and then his, you know, being there when Odin left, you know, uh, left the plane. That all, you know, he did mature. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we knew he had it in him. At least this version, we knew he had it yeah. in him because he was the one that did all that had he not just taken the Tesseract and, and branched himself. And it was fun to really actually see uh, how these different Lokis got to where they were because you see an old Loki and he just explained that it was because he has powerful magic, which was a huge Chekhov's gun because he's like, I don't deal with the blades. I honed my magic and he made magic so powerful that mm-hmm. even the Mad Titan himself couldn't see through the illusion, which kept him alive until he decided to go see his brother and then got screwed by the TVA. Yep. Or even just how cool like Kid Loki was and how much that yeah, he's supposed to be an antagonist for Thor, but he's never supposed to kill Thor. No. Kid Loki got varianted because he did. I'm wondering how. Like is it I wonder if it was like an act of I'm going to kill you because I want you dead or I'm messing with you like I turned into a snake and stabbed you and, oh, crap, you died. I think it would be something more along the lines of that because all of the other Lokis gave Kid Loki massive respect for that. But he wasn't he wasn't like boastful Loki. He wasn't talking about, oh, yeah, I killed my brother. It was, I killed my brother. Just straightforward. And that little kid actor, I don't know who he is, but he's a fantastic. He was really good at that. Yeah. Uh, he was. That's, uh, I'm looking for him. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a very good. It, it was a very good episode and a very very good series. It is uh, probably because I just love the character and, and and I love the acting. It's it's my favorite out yeah. of all of the, the Disney Plus shows that have been out there. And you know, it's it's interesting the or the 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 order that it's all put in and how the, the journey we've been taking on yeah. between Wanda and it's funny they're going to give us they're giving us like wild out there stuff with WandaVision. Then mm-hmm. we get back down. A little bit more realistic stuff, if you will, uh, yeah. grounded stuff with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. More, more, I want to say topical in the state of the world, for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. And they're giving us more wild out there stuff, but again, exploration of the mental health. You mm-hmm. know, whereas like Vicky was talking about in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we had a lot of them. We had a lot of global issues. I mean, and but then, also you know PTSD, mental health as yeah. well with that. Yeah. yeah, that's there too. Yeah, a lot of global issues, but then with Wanda and with uh, Loki, we're getting it more localized, which is and, really wonderful for mental health because that's where it all starts. It starts with the Absolutely. person. Absolutely. And with Wanda, it was an exploration of grief and then also the exploration of how magic works now and especially with the chaos magic. So there's two aspects of that episode. With uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was really about the state of uh, uh, of the world after the blip and then also with the PTSD and all, uh, uh, the mental health and all of that. And then with this one, I really felt it's more about um, self-love, uh, loving yourself um, through many variants of yourself uh, and then also showing off the timeline and kind of setting the stage for that. So each three of these shows are setting up different aspects of the MCU to kind of get everybody ready for whatever's coming. Yeah, and, and the basic order versus chaos. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and the idea that when somebody tries to control too much or when somebody's chaotic too much, if you will, without that balance... 
That's, I mean, that's the big message I get from this is that this world is out of balance. The TVA is definitely out of balance. They All they oh, want yeah. is order, and, and, and there's fear there behind whatever this order is. And, of course, Loki, Loki is the ultimate chaos guy, but then also it's out of balance when he's just Mr. You know, you, the, but the, you know, the, and you see the, everything coming together, and uh, it, is, it is such a good series. Yeah. I, it really, I really, can't, I can't believe it's only six episodes. It's, I know. It feels like it's, I've watched 12 episodes. I, I cannot wait until this. I can actually go and watch the series finale or season finale or whatever the hell they were calling it with this one. Episode six. And I think what I think I love the most, I was thinking just now, is I feel like Tom Hiddleston plays a really lovable bad guy. And like, because he was the bad guy. Super charismatic. In the first, you know, first Loki. And he's always kind of Mm -hmm. betraying people. So he's always technically the bad guy, but we love him. And he has done such a good job doing the whole redemption arc, like changing oh, yeah. his ways, Not even just the subtle facial features when he was looking at Sylvie, when he turned to hug uh, Morbius, like because this was his friend. Like there's so many times he has said goodbye or he has yes. completely screwed over people he so and so like supposedly loves. And for him to have that very human moment really shows how he's changed. I was so happy that they hugged and there was literally no backstabbing from anybody at that point. They right. just hugged and, and Mobius just went right back into the uh, the temp pad door. And well, don't forget good. the line from Mobius, which was the greatest one, though, when they hugged. And he said to Sylvie, you're my favorite. Yeah, he yeah. used to my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's because really, he's yeah. a huge fan. Yeah, I mean. In a sense. Yeah, it's, it's, and even Sylvie, you know, who really we thought, big badass, she's caused a lot of chaos, mm-hmm. done a lot of horrible things and then you know in a short amount of time she's become very likable and also you can really appreciate where she's come from Uh, that's good it's just good writing and good acting in a short amount of time to have us feel what we feel about these people and in this final episode coming up we're going to see what uh, Mobius is going to be dealing with uh, Renslayer because Uh, he's going to burn it to the ground yeah we'll have to see what happens with Renslayer and if that's going to be coming about because now does she have a new purpose I don't know I feel like first off she's a terrible liar like the actress is so good at showing off a bad liar yeah. because anytime she's talking like ah, she's lying um, so we have to figure that out and then we do see that Loki and Sylvie with the power of friendship make enough magic to open up and enchant well Aeloth but also open up to what seems to be a castle yeah. an interesting yeah. thing and now everybody is pointing at King the Conqueror because we know that uh, he's going to be the big baddie in uh, Quantum mania but also remember everybody just like don't get duped like wandavision like everyone thought mephesto was going to show up we might not see a big bad like that with this just be ready for it and just kind of have fun with it without maybe the rampant speculation or i mean hell do what you want just prepared to not see maybe a kang the conqueror when we get to the to the end of this and just in case you're wondering uh kang the conqueror is going to like you said is going to be in a quantum mania and he's going to be played by jonathan majors who you might remember from lovecraft country yes and i'm I'm sad that lovecraft country isn't going to be renewed for a second season but i still need to watch the first one all the way (laughs) But yeah, yeah. so uh, excited so, to see so where that's going to happen. The show's not getting a second season, dang it. I know, right? Uh, and then finally, um, with this, very excited for Loki, but also uh, kind of a tie-in, and this really was essentially maybe an extended commercial, but The Simpsons put out The Good, The Bart, and The Loki, which is an episode 
but not an episode because it's about six minutes long. Yep. So definitely easy for you to digest right away where Loki gets sent to Springfield. And then hijinks ensue, including uh, a cameo by the Springfield Avengers, <laughs> which uh, include maybe uh, Ralph Wiggum as the Hulk. Of course. Uh, it's a very short little fun clip. I mean, two to three minutes. The entire thing is six minutes because in true Marvel fashion, in order to have some fun with that, uh, they have three uh, mid-credit scenes. Nice. Yeah, so there's two while the credits are going and then one at the very end, so stick around for all that. You'll It's six minutes total, so you'll have some fun with that. It's really enjoyable, especially with The Simpsons. I haven't watched The Simpsons in years, but this is like one of those where you're like, yep, yep, I remember how much fun The Simpsons were, and it's, it's great. But now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What do you got, Vicky? Well, some more Marvel news. Of <laughs> I know course, we talked I know. To- we talked a lot of Marvel, but there's a lot of stuff dropping recently. Right, but like some information that I found very, very, very fascinating is uh, musician Megan Thee Stallion will, is, is going to be entering the Marvel Universe. As... Well, what? Why? Apparently, according to reports, <laughs> she's going to be making a guest appearance on She-Hulk. Is she going to be Megan Thee Stallion then? Uh, oh, you know what? I've heard, and I've I heard that the She-Hulk is kind of like a comedy. I've also heard it's Weird. not what I, I thought it was going to be like a real, you know, serious series. And apparently they're taking a comedic take. Um, I, like a it, sitcom, It doesn't I heard. really say what, uh, what's going to be going on with Megan the Stallion, but she's going to portray a fictional character version of herself, basically, in a reoccurring role. So I think she's not going to necessarily play herself fully, but a version of herself, like a cartoony version, I guess. All right. Um, but yeah, apparently She-Hulk is going to be breaking the fourth wall. It's going to be about a half hour show. Oh. It's supposed to be you know, more of a comedic take on the character. Well, I have no idea about Megan Thee Stallion's acting abilities. I have none whatsoever. I only know her. The, I mean, a, but if she's playing musician. herself, it should work. Well, yeah, right. You hope. I mean, you you really hope that um, somebody saw something in her and said, "You know what? You can act." Because yeah. it, boy, it's tough when somebody is acting. Because Tatiana is a great actor, and to have people that aren't as good. Next to a great actor, you can tell sometimes. You can go like, "Oh boy, oh boy, all right." Well, you, you know, they, they had money for they had money for most of the cast, and then they didn't. I mean, so <laughs> it's interesting because you know, like Tatiana Maslany is fantastic, and I think of her as just Orphan Black, but I feel like she'll be able to. She's good enough that I think she can pull it off because there were some funny moments in Orphan Black that are just real. And I was thinking, how can you make a She Hulk movie and make it serious? Like, you really can't. I think you're just going to fall back into that Thor category where it's like Thor, the Norse god, whatever. Like, that first movie was fine. The second movie was... But (laughs) you need that funny in order to keep people captivated. Otherwise, it's just... It's funny because you have to add the humor to make it more believable, I guess. But a thirty-minute sitcom, you know, you know, whereas Thor, ha- Thor had humor, a lot of humor in Love and, and, th- uh, Love and Ragnarok. It, they're not calling it a sitcom; they oh, call it a okay. half-hour legal comedy. That so seems sitcom, like something like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine or yeah. something along those see, lines. Like sitcom, it makes me but think that of is, Laugh Track. But that's the see. I wish I, you know, the definition of situation comedy, it really depends. I mean, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. It, it, if I don't know what you call a comedy that doesn't have a laugh track, but it's a half hour long. Yeah. Half I hour, mean, because, yeah. yeah, I mean. Film before what, a studio audience? Is that yeah, a situation? Like, it's like situation comedy is what it stands for, and she's in a situation. She's a lawyer. Like Brooklyn like, Nine-Nine might be the best Like, was the, office, was the office a sitcom? I imagine it was, right? Yeah. Without a laugh. 
laugh track, but yeah. maybe there is a difference. Maybe, it's, like Vicky says, it's got to be a laugh track to be a sitcom. I don't know. I yeah. guess we'll find out next year when it comes out. Oh, we got to wait a whole year. I know. Sorry. I <laughs> do uh, got some DC news. Ooh. Wait a second. They're uh-oh. still around? I know. Oh, hater. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> this might be good. We do not like Zack Snyder's next. Zack Snyder does put out some really pretty movies, some fun mm-hmm. movies. Uh, but apparently, he's going to be reteaming up with Netflix for his next movie, and it's going to be a sci-fi epic. He did Army of the Dead, right? Yeah, yes. he did Army of the yeah. Dead, and then also he's going to be working with the prequel of that, which Gareth talked about on Friday, which is uh, Army of Thieves. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's still kind of deep into that world, but this isn't that, though. No, this is something called uh, working. They're going to be working on Rebel Moon. And How do I know that? That is that is that a manga? No, no, no. It sounds oh, familiar. That's Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so Zack Snyder, who is also co-writing the script with Shay Hatton and 300 collaborator Kurt Johnstad. All right. In an official statement. He explained that the project is a science fiction epic that he sees as a tribute to both Akira Kurosawa and Star Wars, which was itself a part of a tribute to Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. It says, this is, this is me growing up as an Akira Kurosawa fan, a Star Wars fan. It is my love of sci-fi and giant adventure. My hope is that this also becomes a massive IP and a universe that can be built on. I've spent the last two or three years building out this universe, and every corner has been painted in. I've been doing designs, constantly drawing, and really cultivating its fertile ground to make the world fully realized. He's looking to make his own Star Wars epic. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting i um i used to be pretty critical of what Zack snyder does mm-hmm. but uh it's it finally hit me only because i watched uh the japanese spider-man uh, episode of the 616 on disney plus yeah yeah you and, mentioned that before and i will tell you that um in that you know because i didn't even know there was a japanese spider-man but they talked about you know having to present basically an american comic book hero to the japanese audience where if you look at manga compared to american comics mm-hmm. it is really american comics are illustrated books where manga are more like storyboards that you like you for mm-hmm. you make good for a call. movie yeah good call yeah and when i think of Zack snyder it's like oh it, you know it's not so much about the dialogue and sometimes i even get really frustrated at the dialogue or maybe even the plot but it's more about the imagery oh and, yeah and, and, mm-hmm. and i didn't you know i mean the one thing about Zack snyder you can can definitely say the man knows how to make images he really really he does beautiful movies yeah. and, and if you think about it it's the perfect thing t- for him to homage would be star wars mm-hmm. because lucas kind of falls into that sort of same mannerisms as well most of the time his dialogue if it's not casually disregarded by the actors and they just kind of do their own thing it's uh stiff wooden at best yeah <laughs> and i don't know iwakara I- 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 uh, akira kurosawa kurosawa yeah I, what, is, what so, i don't know much um, about uh, his work the the, the seven Samurai, oh, uh, Yojimbo. They were a writer, director, and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. One of the the old, Hidden Fortress. Yeah, ran. one of the old school, um, super influential. Like this is black and white movie days. Nice. Um, with, samurai uh, movies. Yeah, yeah. Samurai movies uh, from Japan. So, All right, I'm I'm excited. So, yeah. So a Star Wars mixed with a samurai vibe. If well, this is like a, his love letter to both. I feel like it's it's gonna it could be something good. Yeah, Star Wars had a sort of King Arthur vibe, mm-hmm. you okay. know. So to have a sort of a sci-fi epic and look, I, uh, epics are great. I'm looking forward to uh, the Foundation epic that's coming out. I think it's on Disney Plus based oh. on the Asimov novels, uh, and that's an epic world. I think that's starting either this month or next month. Uh, anyway, if you have if not Disney Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus, excuse me. Ah, uh, and I mean that's you just, the problem is a lot of people don't have so Apple many TV things. Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I know you were trying to recommend what was Jason Momoa where everyone's blind. Yeah, C. C, yeah, yeah. and I, I did not see that. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it, it yeah, I got the picture, but I didn't even finish it myself. But Ted, <laughs> it's the one that has Ted Lasso, which of course everybody's loving oh, that Ted Lasso series. Okay, uh, yeah, Apple yeah, TV yeah. Plus, yeah. Uh, but the foundation is epic. I mean, it is an epic, <laughs> epic Asimovian masterpiece. Ooh. I hope they do it well. But there's, I mean, so the idea that he's also throwing some epic out there, you know, the Zack Snyder for sci-fi, I'm there. And there's another Zack Snyder related uh, news coming out. Well, not really about him. Uh, one of the other movies, I forget that he did this, Sucker Punch. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a good, I like that movie. So the actress yeah. who played Amber, Jamie Chung, who you probably know her, she did the voice of Go-Go in Big Hero 6. She was oh, also yeah. in Blink in The Gifted, which... Suck because she did a great job. I loved her in that. I just the show was. Eh. Oh right, right, right. I remember her. Uh, she was Valerie Vale in Gotham. She's one of those actresses. You're like, oh, yeah. I've seen you everywhere because yep. I think she was also in the later seasons where weren't that great of uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh, <laughs> she okay. played Mulan. So right. she's been in everything. She's, so she's getting work. What she's, you're saying? Yeah, she's getting she's, work. She's in everything, right? Uh, but she's actually come out saying, like, you know, the theatrical cut is PG-13, but it feels like such an R-rated movie. And I think that's one of the reasons why they alter the story. And it's been so long, but there would have been a lot more detail, and each scene would have been extended by 10 minutes. We shot the hell out of that movie, and it was fun. My character was the pilot, but I do know that the fighting sequences were much longer. Gosh, it felt like we trained for so long for them. The whole experience itself was six months, so there's got to be more out there. So she is calling out, basically saying, where is the Snyder Cut for Sucker Punch? <laughs> See, that's the thing now. Now that they've done the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut, every single Snyder movie now is going to, they're going to want a Snyder Cut of the that's, movie. That's fascinating. But, wow. I mean, she has a good point. It was PG-13. It, I, it was one of those, like, it got... Crapped on so much that I didn't even want to see it. Yeah, it was the the story was whatever it was. Fell flat. But yeah, the visuals were definitely uh, 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 when you're talking about just the fact that he uh, has a lot of love for Kurosawa. There was a lot of that sort yeah. of. Uh, it's an imagery movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah imagery and this. The, there's a lot of samurai, some mech stuff as well too. I remember. Yeah. Oh god, that was a long time ago when that movie came out, though. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they'll just Zack Snyder's going to go back and just recut everyone. One of his movies all over again. I mean, especially a movie like this. Like, make it a rated R movie. I think there is a place in the world where "quote unquote" comic book typey movies. Can and that place, be. HBO Max, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I heard. I mean, uh, I'm really hoping that the next Deadpool, since it's part of the MC. Well, I don't know if it's MCU, mm. but Marvel's going to have it. I hope that they're going to keep that with an R rating because, if anything, that movie definitely needs an R rating. And I mean, there's a lot of good actors in that, so I would love to see it like redeemed, if you will. Absolutely. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.